Hey, everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, somebody lost a bet. We're going to find out who that is. Uh, let's just say it's Anthony. <laughs> let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Oh! Hey, everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Hey, hey. Of course. The party lights going, that can mean only one thing that we are here to break down last week's uh, box office and also to prognosticate. I miss Neil. Uh, about the box office that lie ahead, I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And hey, how's it going? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And hi, everyone. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. I missed you guys. Uh, you can I missed find me- you, too. I missed you more. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And, of course, the Neil Plumley. He has been whisked away to Philadelphia, born and raised, to have a little birthday celebration. He should be flying back any moment now. So he's probably over the skies of L.A., Making an approach as we speak. Right. Yes, but he'll be back here next week to join us in the, uh, the saddle. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, throw up a bunch of thumbs. Further. Go those thumbs. I can only see one thumb. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> we're trying more thumbs. Try more thumbs. Can't reach. Ah, is that, is that, that's not no? even me. All right. Uh, we, <laughs> Yay! There we go. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're going to get the chat up and running too, so feel free to jump in and share your thoughts about anything that you saw this past weekend or just movies in general. And of course, if you're watching after the show is streamed, feel free to hop on the YouTube channel and comment down below. Down there. Well, I have a, a special question that Carrie Lane is working on right now that she will <laughs> ask you at the end of the show. A very special question for all you people that are watching late to comment. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure out something. Uh, That's for sure. Don't tell them that you're winging it, Carrie. No, I, I'm looking up <laughs> other stuff, too. So, of course, uh, <laughs> here, we're going to jump right into this, uh, this past weekend's box office. Uh, coming in at number one, which was the film that was the subject of our box office bet. Now, since Neil was here, and it was just Neil and myself, we uh, were so kind to be joined by Anthony, our lovely and talented and very handsome engineer. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Frank. <laughs> that is the sound of a man who's excited so that he decided happy. to jump into the uh, the ring and mm-hmm. take us on for the box office bet. Uh, <laughs> the Maze Runner, The Death Cure, the final installment in the franchise, made $23.5 million at the box office. Now, uh, Neil bet $20 million. I bet twenty six. Anthony came in $27 million. So right now, twenty three point five puts it squarely in between... Neil and Tony. I'm going to skate away scot-free. Thank goodness. Anthony, how does it feel to have your first attempt? Now, you've seen us do it many times. You decided to take a chance, get in the mix, and now you have to go see the Maze Runner. Um, I'm definitely feeling defeated. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a shroud of just uh, disappointment. Uh, you know, but it's a good way to debut uh, my, uh, my appearance here and uh, taking the bet. <laughs> You know, it was, uh, it's really great. Uh, I, just, I only cried a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. And I'm going to be crying while I watch the, the, the first two movies. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe They're I'll cool. Enjoy I like the first one a lot. The second one's pretty darn cool. And I did read the first book. I don't think I got to the second. They're a bit different, but it's good in its own way. 
Also in the chat, I appreciate Starju saying Anthony did not lose a bet, and he's saying it's a tie. I don't know how that goes over, but I still feel like I lost. So well, I feel like there's two, two losers. Because yeah. so, Neil will be seeing it as well. We just can't give him a hard time because he's not here. Mm. We'll make sure to, to give that hard time to him next week. But <laughs> uh, uh, now I suggest that Anthony, that he just jump right to watching the third film. No, no. Yes, I was actually in right getting in. ready for the third. I kind of wanted to rewatch the second because the first sets up the world, so you do need that. But then the second has other... Parts that I care more about that before I watch this third. Though I did consider doing one, two, and then three. But you've got, I know how you, you don't like to go watch an old movie that you've seen already because yeah. there's so many other films that you've got to see. If it's this in a sequel, I, that's my kind of, it, the two exceptions, I guess, are sequels because I'll go back and watch like if there's, it's, it depends how long it's been. Like if it's been a few years, yeah, especially Maze Runner because the lead actor was injured so that was delayed on their filming of that. And then if it's showing somebody new or something like that. You're just my example because you're right here. Showing somebody new who hasn't seen it because then it's like you mm-hmm. get to see it again for the first time. There but generally go. it doesn't happen that So often. you're saying you're inviting Anthony over so that you can all watch this. Sure. Video. We got Maze other movies to watch too for horror movie news. So <laughs> <laughs> it will be a marathon. So, Anthony, the big question is you've done it once, the box office bet. Has this scared you away from getting involved in another box office bet? Are you willing to jump back in, get back on the horse, so to speak? You know, I'm still feeling the uh, the clock on the jaw, um, me hitting the floor. Pretty much got knocked out. But I'm going to get back up, and I'm ready to go, to go toe-to-toe again with That's, you guys. There we go. That's what we like yeah. to hear. There you go. You got back up. <laughs> got back up again. There you go. Ain't nothing going to bring Anthony down. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. So uh, to continue on, though, with uh, this top week's top five, uh, coming in number two, been rocking the top of the box office charts here since its debut. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Another $16.4 million. Look welcome to more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. And already been talks about uh, another sequel. Uh, still no idea in terms of is it going to be following the same avatars? Is it going to be something totally different? But, I mean, Sony knows that they've got a hit on their hands. So trying to figure out the best way to take the next step forward. Does it need to have any of these four actors involved? Or can it just go to another a uh, type of iteration of a game and have all new actors. How how reliant are what we saw these four actors in a next film? Just keep Jack Black and I'll be happy. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> uh, new people would be fine with me. All It'd be okay people. though. I'd uh, be happy. Depends how quickly they remake it. Because if it's too soon then we're like no, they can still do it. But if you did it like five, ten years later or something, that'd be like, oh yeah, definitely, just get a new batch of people. Well, given what Sony doesn't have a lot on its plate right now, I would, uh, in terms of like really profitable franchises, I think they're going to want to get this out sooner rather than later. So, imagine two years from now. New people. New people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. New people. Uh, And what would you think, uh, would the game still, uh, what kind of version of the game would it take this time? So, it's been like an 8-bit cartridge. This time, would it be maybe like a VR helmet or something? Ooh, That's exactly what I was thinking. VR. Virtual reality. Yeah. Also, on, on, on the uh, the note of new people, what if they turn into like the uh, like a James Bond kind of thing, where, like a franchise where it's like it's always new people, it's always like a new new type of way they're playing the game, it's yeah. always a new type of people playing the game. Well, it made me think of uh, Sword Art Online because the first version of that is in that futuristic world. It's a VR helmet that you like put on and you lay down it's virtual reality that way like you don't need to move it's connected to your brain but then the subsequent um, film later is it's more like Pokemon Go where you're out and about and doing things in like a special area so it's like the augmented reality so maybe it's more like that too Hmm, okay 
Uh, coming to number three in the box office, uh, Hostiles. Uh, $10.2 million to the box office there. Had, uh, this is kind of more of a widescreen release for it because uh, it, it jumped up in the box office uh, yeah, 1,656.7%. So big jump. Uh, it added 26, uh, 2,697 screens. So does have a nice jump. Uh, coming to number four, The Greatest Showman. Hugh Jackman's magnum opus in the, in the musical realm. Uh, another $9.5 million. And then rounding out our top five, The Post. Also Yay! from Fox. Her favorite. Another $8.85 million. Congratulations, so, Meryl Streep, on another nomination. Are you uh, nomination. Are you going for her for, for the, uh, the win? Uh, nah, she has too many. <laughs> it's fine. Wow. Is, but do you think that that Oof. should be, should that be no. take away an actor's opportunity to no. get an Oscar because they've won too many in the past? No. No, I think that she did a very good job. Um, I don't think I've seen everyone's performances so I would like to do that. That's my goal, obviously, to see all the movies that were nominated, all yes, of the actors' nice. performances, and then I will make your guesses. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how different years. It's like there were there have been years where it seems nobody saw the movies. Like they pick the most obscure ones, mm-hmm. and then there's years where it is the more popular, massively consumed film. So. I, this feels a little in between. Like I feel a lot of people are like, oh, I've actually seen quite a few of them compared to, wait, what movie? Oh, all right. You know? uh, are you, you going to go through the list and be like, what have I seen? Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, uh, we will break down the, the, the Oscar-nominated list. We'll wait till next week when Neil's back in here yes. so we can kind of go all down together. But some, uh, but any in the in the short term, though, any kind of notable standouts or misses from what was nominated? What were some people saying? Um... um well, I'm very happy that Daniel Kaluuya got nominated. For Get Out? For Get Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I three, three billboards was mm. a big deal at the SAG Awards. Yeah. And, of course. I like three back. billboards. That was good. Um, people are unhappy about Wonder Woman not being Yeah, nominated. not getting any sort of mm-hmm. nomination. Mm-hmm. And there's certain films that we're not saying, like, they need all the nominations, but like a nod, like something. there are sci-fi films or something that at least get special effects uh, note or wardrobe or you know something or um, sound design. So it's like at least it got recognized because there's a plenty of other things that Wonder Woman sh- should be nominated for, mm-hmm. but it's like nothing. Okay. And was it uh, Valerian? Did not get nominated at all. Well, that one's uh, that one could win for special, special effects. effects. Uh, and then, like, because Logan won for, or won, is nominated Best Adapted Screenplay. So it's like, okay, we got a superhero one Yay! in there. But yeah. also superhero ones don't seem to happen that much either. And a lot of people aren't sure about the boss baby. Yeah. See, some people oh! talk about that. Uh, and Ferdinand. About to say, I think Ferdinand, yeah. That was inexplicable to me. Because, I mean, that's just a, a very meh movie. I think it's just, I mean, there wasn't much out Right? Is that or I, what I were think, they? Uh, well, a lot of people from where I heard, uh, well, well, from where I got from DC, the DC crowd was they wanted at least Lego Batman in the best, mm-hmm. best yes. animated. Yes, I would have taken that over Ferdinand for sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And also, they had uh, Saint Vincent, I believe, that Vincent Van Gogh film that was. Uh, oh, all that's true. That's animated. That's animated. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how great that film was. I haven't seen it, but it got nominated. So some people are like, well, what would Wonder Woman nominate? Like, why can't we have Best it, Director nomination? Too? I think it would be like throwing it a bone would be for, like, uh, costume design or whatever. Yeah, someone said that, kind of. It is a period piece, so. Uh, so, of course, uh, last week it was just Neil and myself and Anthony there in the booth uh, because Carrie and Amy were on assignment 
Uh, we'll Amy. film you stuff. Go there you us. go. So we'll yeah. go with Amy first. Don't, don't leave me hanging here. Oh. Fist oh, pump. I thought that was an extra <laughs> mic. I'm like, hello. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Amy, yeah. we'll start with you. You were at the SAG Awards. I How was, was that experience? <sighs> Guys, it was one of those moments where I was like, geez, I wish my mom was here to see it. I Aww. kept getting, my eyes kept watering up all day. I was like, I cannot believe I'm here. I was a PA, so I wasn't, you know, on the red carpet doing super cool things, but I was behind. You were the there, that's super cool. That, it was so exciting. Um, it was a 13-hour day, and I was there when the recipients would come in and get their actor, and I talked to Gary Oldman. Nice. We're um, like, long time no see. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone. The whole cast of This Is Us, they were so excited, and Chrissy Metz came in singing, and Sterling K. Brown was crying, and everyone was just so friendly. So, I mean, it was great. I got to interact with all of the recipients, and it was wonderful. It was, uh, I also got got to see them walking in to the Shrine Auditorium, and people described it as, like, a people parade. I'm like, well, okay. So I did see Reese Witherspoon. There Thought you would be happy. Did you say hi? I didn't. No, we we were all just standing there. I was there with the Did you at least sad make people. eye contact. Oh, well, I was not staring her down, <laughs> but I was like, "Oh my god, you're Reese Witherspoon! Holy moly!" Did I you tell turn- her you're a little disappointed about Home Sweet Home? Home, home again? Oh, home, home again! again. Home is, Sweet yeah. Home is good, and mm. not and not, not to be confused with Sweet Home Alabama, which go. was amazing. Oh, yes. Sweet Home Alabama! Was oh, so good. Uh, That's yeah, the one I was thinking of. Sorry. A lot of people, and um, yeah, so nice. And some people are so tiny, so tiny. Allison Brie, holy moly! But it was great. It was a wonderful experience. Everyone was super friendly, and just to be there seconds after they won their actor, and just being so so excited, Aww. and we were clapping for them, and they were they were amazing. And did Gary amazing. remember you? He did not. But and. <laughs> So I was I was telling them, you know, like, you have to sign this iPad. It's this whole thing that we had to do. And I cannot remember, for the life of me, someone touched my shoulder. I was like, oh, wait, what, what is this for again? And I remember in the moment being like, oh, this is so cool. Keep it together, Amy. Get it together. Oh, be cool. And now I can't remember who it was. So it could have been Gary Oldman. <laughs> it could have been Woody Harrelson, William H. Macy. They were all very nice. Woody was super cool. I'm like, yes, Texas. And they were sending the yeah. iPad. Was that just to sign up that they got an, uh, an award? Or? Um, it was part of the social media content that was being gotcha. put out. So if you go into my Twitter account, you will see there's yeah, a picture. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm there. I'm being kind of confusing for you guys that didn't see it. But it was it was amazing. It was, I can't. I woke up the next morning still thinking, like, did that really happen? So it was amazing. Uh, it was just very nice. cool. And of course, Carrie, you were at Sundance. I was. How was that whole, whole experience? It was amazing. Uh, there's lots of movies, parties, food, alcohol, meeting mm. people, lots of it free. Uh, movies not. Uh, I did waitlisting. If anybody ever plans to go to Sundance, waitlisting is the way to go. Um, I mean, it'd probably be better buy tickets, but like you waitlist where you go on your phone, it's like, uh, two hours before you click you can click a link and then it puts you randomly in a number and then you go line up in that number and then and they'll take in a certain amount of people depending on how many seats they still have left and you have to pay $20 cash right then and there and then you get to see it um, so I saw quite a few I tried to make a list uh, first one I saw I got to see a midnight screening which was super fun and that movie was summer of 84 oh my goodness so good it's a horror movie thriller 
We'll talk more about it on Horror Movie News tomorrow. Um, and I got to interview the directors of that. It's actually three directors, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. And that's on the Popcorn Talk pa- uh, Facebook page, and you can see a lot of interviews I did there. I just It was a really neat experience, too, because I would randomly, like after screening, go up to them and be like, hey, can you talk like five minutes to a little interview? And they're just like, okay. Like, you know, if they had the time, nobody, nobody was like, um, no. So everybody's really nice about that. Um, I saw Madeline's Madeline, which is a bit peculiar, but it was good. It's just very, uh, oh, so sorry, Summer of 84 is like a, uh, every serial killer lived next door to somebody. Like, that's their kind of tagline. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so it's fun. Uh, Madeline's Madeline is like a girl in immersive theater and just that world and being kind of crazy. So that one's weird. Look at you looking at your watch. No, <laughs> I saw the, anim- the animation spotlight, which was really cool. A couple of the ones that stood out when that were the burden, which is, I, I it made more se- some shorts make more sense when you read the description after because you're like, what is this about? Uh, but it's like these weird critters that are like there's a monkey floor and these and then there's like these mice that are cleaners and then there's these Aww. fish that are in a hotel but they're passing time out of boredom but apparently it's the end of the world apocalypse outside that you're like oh okay <laughs> so animations was super fun uh i also saw the midnight shorts program which was really great um there was one uh hair wolf is <laughs> real fun satire kind of sh- uh, comedy on like appropriation of black culture but it's done in such this comedic way that's a you know entertaining way to talk about it um and then right before this we were talking about ultraviolet which is a thing with scorpions and like how they can glow and like this lady puts in her mouth it's really weird uh i also went to slam dance too and then saw a really good film called my name is maisha and that's based on a real case in 1990 Oh, I want to say it's 19... Yeah, 1998, because it's 20 years ago, where uh, a black woman was shot by the cops in Riverside, California. And so this film, based on a play, explores that, but it kind of goes between real world and, like, her dream world. And it has dance, it has beatboxing, it has singing. So it's just visually very exciting. Uh, Bernard and Huey was pretty cool. And then I also saw the animation shorts program at Slamdance. Well, look at that. And a lot of those interviews with those filmmakers and award-winning filmmakers are on the Popcorn Talk page. Oh, one of the ones that was kind of a cool get because it was like, I just watched that show. Um, I got Carlson Young, who was on the TV show Scream, if you guys remember her. And so that was fun. She had a film there called um, The Blazing World and uh, talked with her after her film. Very nice. So, yes. So it was a lot of, of fun. Out of all the waitlisted films that you, how, what would you say your average was in getting in and not? I got out? into everything I went out for. Oh, nice. And uh, highest number I think I was was like mid 80s and I still got in. Oh, so that was deal. cool. And um, shorts programs are often my favorite because you get so much content in a short amount of time. And I probably would have seen more films, but I was working a lot of the week. So then it was hard to catch a film. So, like, my plan next year would be like, Catch all the films on the second half because also there's less people. Makes it so you get in easier as well. Got it. Were there films that you said like this is going to be way too hot of a ticket? I'm not even going to bother. Or did you? Oh, you ever- still, you did it anyways. Yeah. yeah, you just you did the wait list. And the cool thing is you can like tag your friend, and so you both can get in line, or you both sign each other up of like what number did you get? And like so that's kind of the fun aspect of the experience. Like um, we went from one party to like oh let's go to a minute show okay and then we ran over there and we made it and got in and we were just like looking for a seat too because then it's all packed up because the thing I didn't really understand is comparing it to Comic Con is it's similar-ish but not but there's like a main street but then there's theaters like 
shuttle rides anywhere from 10 to 40 minutes away. So it's like, oh, like the main ones are probably like a 10, 15 minute loop. But there's one like, I forget where it was, but it was, I looked on my phone. It's like 40 minutes away. Oh, not going to that screen. So that was one where I I was like, oh, I'm not going to even bother. Got it. But otherwise, there's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, a girl I know, uh, acting class Chelsea Alden, was in a one called The Tale, and that's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, Heredity, people are talking about that one. I didn't get a chance to see those, so. Oh, so right. But there's a lot that were really kind of crazy and cool. So Your first Sundance, exp- Sundance experience? This was my first. It was so exciting. Wow. So I uh, w- recommend it to anybody else if they're going to do that first time experience? Yeah. Um, definitely recommend Sundance as an experience if you like movies. Uh, have cash because, I mean, there probably is a way to buy a package of tickets ahead of time. I just didn't know about that because I was kind of brought on last minute. Um, but uh, doing the wait list in 20, I think all tickets are 20 is like the cheapest. I think they're 25 otherwise. And uh, lots of parties you can just kind of walk into. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Or at least you can get, you can RSVP, yes, free food and free drinks. And some of them you can do ahead of time and put your name on. And some of them are more chill. Or they had open like during the daytime. Uh, Chase Sapphire Lounge was open in the daytime and they had free food, coffee and tea and hot chocolate. The Utah Film Commission had a thing where you just kind of walked in too. So it's like, oh, neat. Oh, um, all right. Definitely recommend it. It'd be yeah. cool to go check out one time for sure. Yeah, Maybe. we should all go. We should all, right. all go. Field yeah. trip. There you go. There you go. The uh, 2019. And then, Sundance. oh, actually, that was something. So if you guys watched my interview, I had to. I got relative. I got pretty creative on how I was doing my interviews. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. This was pretty funny, guys. So I was like, how do I do these interviews? I went to. I have a microphone, like a regular, you know, just red carpet microphone. But to plug, I wanted to live stream it, which. 99% of the time I had no trouble live streaming which was kind of fun and I didn't see anybody live streaming either I was kind of surprised there's like no YouTuber style no like Twitch or you know periscoping like not many people live streaming so I was like oh okay I like the aspect of live streaming because then it could be like hey right now let's, I can set this up and I wanted something compact so I got a selfie stick put my phone on a selfie stick had the microphone and you need a for any of the techie people this is about as techie as I can get. You need a three ring on the plug to go on your phone. Got an adapter at Fry's. Didn't work. Like, when I was there, I'm like, let's try it right now. Didn't work. So I was like, great. What do you have as an option? So they had a lav mic, which is the little tiny microphone that in movies they clip it underneath their clothes that you don't see or news reporters have it right on top. That works, but I was like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be like, hi, here's the microphone. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do? And so it was suggested of uh, clip it onto a back scratcher. And so we have a little back scratcher That's at home. That's what it was. Clipped back it onto scratcher. a little back scratcher, and I put the mic flag over it so you can't really see that it's that. And so it's just this, like, long little skinny pole, which was great because I could have had it shorter to be like this, but then it ni- was nice because I didn't have to have my hand, like, up by their face. Nice. And uh, it was like this. So I was with a person. So I had this on a selfie stick and like this. Like, da, 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 you know. <laughs> the longest one I did was 20 minutes oh. holding out a selfie stick my arm was shaking and i'm like i'm so sorry and so i was actually i was glad it was my friends i was like can you hold the microphone please so they could hold the stick with two hands i'm like oh, <laughs> oh my i'm like any other interviews need to be seven minutes or like less like seven minutes was fine like five to seven was okay and then or if i had two different people i'm like hold on i need to switch hands so otherwise i was like i can't do this but it was really fun and everybody was like that's so cool and it was just it. nice and pack it all up and unpack and so awesome. convenient and ingenuity woohoo look at that so yeah as uh Kara said make sure you check out the popcorn talk yes. facebook page just go to the popcorn talk facebook page and scroll down pretty much 
all of the stuff on that page right now is all my videos. And um, I will, I've posted some of them to my Twitter, so I'll be posting more of those. Also, because I was waiting on who won awards so I could tag on. Because one of the gentlemen I interviewed at Slamdance, he won for his, I think, both of his animated shorts. So then I was like, oh, now I can be like award winner. Ah, yeah. right. so that's exciting. That's Look exciting. at that. Excellent. But I missed all of you, and I missed you guys. No, yeah, that's not true. I missed you guys. I mean, that's not true. That's fine. We that's just kidding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys missed Anthony. I understand. <laughs> Uh, so, mm-hmm. international numbers, folks, getting back to the box office there. Uh, we said we had some holdovers. We had some expansions. Uh, basically, uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, led the action again, rocking another $81 million, including a $40 million start in China as it approaches the $400 million mark at the international box office. The uh, Jake Kasdan Helmed Adventure was number one in 31 offshore markets with strong holds across the board and has swung to $383 million overseas. And $667 million worldwide. In its fifth weekend, with Star Wars The Last Jedi added $19 million to bring the offshore total to $673.4 million and the worldwide bounty to $1,264.9 million. The latter lifts Episode 8 above Beauty and the Beast to become the number 10 global release of all time. Ooh. And Coco, meanwhile, uh, struck a chord in Korea with the third best start ever for a Disney or Pixar animated film. The full weekend in 35 material markets was $19 million to tie Stablemate The Last Jedi in the frame. And the international Coco total is now $425.2 million. The global total of $621.7 million. With the UK and Japan still on the deck. Meanwhile, we've got Darkest Hour brought uh, Gary Oldman's Winston Churchill film to the UK with number one start at the $5.85 million. Uh, after the weekend of 22 markets, it has a $10.6 million total, including a terrific start in Brazil. Mm. And we've got the course of Shape of Water, took a bow in, in mm. home, Guillermo del Toro's home country of Mexico. Yes. A few days after it took the Golden Globe for Best Director. It has basically outperformed uh, the the original projections and got about $661.3 million pesos, which is $3.2 million. And uh, they've added for, uh, exhibitors have asked for permission to add more showings for this theater, for the for this show. Uh, for Dark Star? <laughs> no, I'm no. Just, yeah, that's right. Just we need more Winston Churchill here in Mexico. <laughs> Dude, my mom saw it like multiple times and I encouraged really? her and helped her and my mom got movie pass. Yeah! So I got my mom. I'm like, she that. was like, I go a lot to I go to the movie theaters. I'm like, you should get movie pass. There you go. I don't know. Maybe I'll encourage you to go. Well, go watch Shape of Water. <laughs> she might like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the Greatest Showman is uh, basically at 100 million dollars at the international box office, as has Lion Gate's Wonder. And in City is the last key. It stayed on pace to unlock the biggest gross of the franchise. As it begins its soft rollout overseas, The Commuter is having a nice start to its journey, coming in above a few key projections with full numbers to come in on Monday. Cute. So, yeah, so look at that. Uh, do, 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 do. Why did I? Oh, this is on. I don't so, know. You seem to have different notes. I'm scrolling through. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> I, did I pull up the wrong one? I may have pulled up the wrong one. This is, uh, yeah. I think I pulled it the oh. wrong week. There you go. That's, that's a that's lot what of happens. really good information. Uh, uh, some of that though was the same ish. Yeah. I was like, yes. oh, sure, yeah. sure. I follow. Okay. And then, there no. you go. Yes. How about I open up the right week's uh, total there? <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, in terms of the box office bet, we've only got one film opening wide speaking. That's going to be mm-hmm. Winchester. Helen Mirren, Helen, uh, Jason Clark coming up from Lionsgate, twenty three hundred screens. So that'll be what we'll be competing for for the box office bet. But uh, before we do that, though, we like to do a little box office rewind. Somebody that's... Th- thank you, Neil. Look at that. that little, 
That's right. Just a little nod to Neil. Excellent. Uh, somebody that uh, is going to be in one of the upcoming films. And I know uh, Sarah Brock, always in the chat, said, hey, why don't you do more women? And these box office rewinds. Oh, and she's wow. doing Because I've looked back and I was like, my gosh, it has really been predominantly men. Well, sadly, it's probably main characters are guys. And then it's not even that you didn't pick them. Being devil's advocate for you. Thanks, Carrie. But there's probably less lead and female characters to choose from. Yep. It's not just laziness, folks. <laughs> Those, uh, <laughs> You're like, who's the first one listed? Done. <laughs> top bill. Oh, if it was top bill, then it definitely probably was a dude. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this time, though, uh, and not just because she's top billed, not just because she's a woman, but because she's awesome, we're going to be looking at Helen Mirren. Woo. Yes. Uh, her basically top five live action roles. Her top five films have a lot of animated uh, stuff, and they're going to skip those, just focus on the live action. Mm-hmm. So coming in at number five for her, State of Play from Universal, back in 2009, $14 million. I never saw that one. I heard it was supposed I to be good, I saw State of Play. Uh, then coming in at number four, Red 2. I like, pretty sure I liked both of them. Definitely the first one was first so good. The first one was good. fun. The second one was like, eh. I think it was okay. Yeah. It just didn't quite recapture that same magic. I want to be that cool when I'm like her age. Because she's she so be. cool. Yeah. Uh, that came out in 2010 and made uh, $21.7 million. Excuse me. Uh, uh, came out in 2013, made $18 million. Red came out in 2010, made $21.7 million. That is the number three mm. film for Helen Mirren. Uh, yeah, there's, for any, I don't know, for you, if somebody says, I uh, think of one scene from Red, what pops in your head right away? The first one? Yes. Um, there's something in his apartment where he's with uh, the girl who's on weeds. Oh, <laughs> like there's fighting in their, the apartment or something like that. For me, it's not a, that that's an amazing one, but right now, uh, for me, it's when Bruce Willis is driving the car and then he spins and he gets out of the car as the as it's spinning and he starts firing the uh, the gun. That always sticks out to me. Okay, there, <laughs> I thought we'd be. A, it was a really good movie, though. I just I don't. Yeah, that's okay. We, it's okay. we tried. We tried to mind meld on that. Not so much. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's because so, it's I've been gone for a week. You know, we That's need right. to get back. In. So we have another show after this. Right. So ben. like, yeah, I'll, I'm just the mirror universe one. We're not lining up enough. Yes, I yeah. need to get the, the, the prime universe. <laughs> yeah. I need to get my prime universe, Carrie Lane. <laughs> then I'm set. Yeah. Uh, coming yeah. to number two yeah, there you go. for uh, Helen Mirren, which is a film that I did not enjoy. I was very disappointed in this. Which one? National Treasure. Book oh, I of like Secrets. that one too. Really? Which, it was okay. Oof. The first one's really good. First one's a lot National of fun. National Treasure's so fun. The second one was one. fine. Yeah, the second one has like, no yeah. reason to exist. Because if Ed Harris just it. Ed Harris just has to, like, it, the plot, it, it, yeah. it doesn't, it, there's no reason for it to exist. Ed Harris, there's no reason for it to go to this convoluted thing. He just has to say one thing and it can just wipe out Just make a popcorn plot. film, that's why. Oof, it's rough. Wow. But that ended up coming out in 2007, and I felt like this had the potential to be, like, a fun franchise. It could have, yeah. It was a good start, and it was... mm. I felt like the second one just creatively just kind of sank it. Yeah. Uh, It ended up making uh, $44.7 million this opening weekend. did go on to make $219.9 million. Same, same like, double feature time, but uh, the... Some people are talking about Winchester. Uh, The... Librarian movies were TNT movies, but yeah. those are all, all of them I enjoyed actually. They were all very entertaining. I mean, definitely some were better than others, but all of them were a fun, like coming back to it. Because of Bob Newhart. Aww. <laughs> I like him. No, Carrie doesn't agree with that, though. No, I, I like no, him too, but he's like, not like his, but anyway. It's Noah Wiley. He's the guy that brings it, makes it happen yes. for you. 
I understand. Yeah. How are you watching the regular series for that? I haven't actually watched the series. I just know. Well, the thing is, I love the movies, and then he's not really in the series as much. So then I just was like, mm. but I'll, I'll probably get into um, Gail and Alexis watch that here, and they love it over on Afterbus. Okay. Yeah. And Wait, what is Librarians? Um, Librarians is pretty much National Treasure, Indiana Jones vibe, and it's guy going to get relics and save the world. Indiana Jones. There you yeah. go. No Wiley's but, Indiana Jones. But he's a little more on the nerdy side because he's an, he's like super smart academic. But uh, then he has like cool lady sidekick who saves him and all like other kind of great stuff. Hmm? Like Doctor Who? Like Doctor uh, Who? Mm, I'd say it's more in the vein of like National Treasure and Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Uh, probably it's a bunch no surprise. Of fun. The, uh, ooh, I don't know if they're on Netflix, but there's like three or four movies, and they're all they're all made for TV movies, if but they're good. Only somebody that did a show about Netflix that we could. Yeah, right. Ask. If there's a show about Netflix, is that is the, that that's on Netflix? me? <laughs> I'm looking She's it like, up. Librarians. The librarians. Like oh, the librarian. You need the. Yeah. So oh, all of these. No. No. It is not on Netflix. Sorry, guys. No. Yeah. Uh, Amy, please talk about that on the next episode of Netflix. How we need to get show. the librarians on yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll see what I can I do. I worked at a video store when it came out at the video store, so it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> been a while. <laughs> uh, coming in at number one, uh, probably no surprise in terms of, if you're thinking Helen Mirren oh, yeah. and franchises, uh, she joined the party for the eighth installment, The Fate of the Furious, Came out this just past year, made ninety eight point seven million dollars its opening nice. weekend. That was a fun twist to have her in it, and then how they connected it. That you're like, ah, okay. I would assume that she would show because they even did the Jason Statham Rock spinoff before they do Fast and Furious Nine. Mm. So I'm assuming that she's going to probably be in that. I, I would hope so. I would think they seem to be really good at you once they introduce yeah. somebody, and especially if it's Helen Mirren, you don't just bring her in for a couple scenes. No, you got to get her behind the wheel, kicking some butt. Yes. When are these movies gonna um, stop? What? Not in a bad way. I'm Ooh. just asking. Holy like, so cow. you mentioned nine. Yes. Yeah, Is, we've had there's nine, nine we've Fast ten. and the Furious movies. Wait, there's ten. Did they? Nine was the last one that came. No, out. it was the it's last eight. one. Okay, eight. we still have yeah. nine and ten, but we also have the Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson one that'll happen Spin before off. nine. So I've just seen the first two. I did a marathon and watched all eight. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah, so that's oh a my good gosh. set. And number two is better than most of you remember. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I like I've seen them all too. I'm part of the familia. They're good. <laughs> they are so fun. Yeah, not supposed to come out next year, but has been delayed so they could do the Jason Statham Dwayne Johnson one. So, holy uh, moly! Uh, that's but a lot. yeah, if you're interested, you can just see Tyrese kind of melt down on social media about that whole I deal. I was about to say, yeah, he's all salty about Ooh, it. Ooh, that's some fun reading there, good mm. old Tyrese. He uh, he just lets it flow. Uh, he doesn't really think about like. Coherence. Well, then that's kind of he his character, I guess, from the movies. Yeah, but it, but he has writers in the movie, so it's more at least. Uh, uh, yeah, coherence. I think it's the. I think it was seven. Is yeah? Is that the one where they have? Seven. They're so just bizarre that you go, wait, is that the one where they do the thing and. I, I just like that they kind of got even more self-aware as they went on, that they're, like, making jokes about themselves. Like, wow, this is the craziest, stupidest plan. All right, cool. We all acknowledge that. Moving on. Yep. And so you're like, okay, cool. I like when movies are self-aware <laughs> when they get that extreme that they go, yeah, we know. Well, I think it works for those characters because they just start off as just street racers yeah. in California. So yeah. it's like for them to be doing the crazy things, like, yeah. internationally, mm-hmm. uh, racing against submarines, somebody's got to say, like, what? 
<laughs> what are we doing? They have drifted their way into insanity. Hey! Ah, so, uh, Jody like in the that. chat says, Frank, with Fifty Shades Freed, be part of the box office bet next show. It comes out on the 9th. God, I hope not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> come on! Uh, I mean, if, well, I mean, it depends on if you, the viewer, vote on that to be the case. I saw the first one. Me too. Nice. It took me forever, though, to get through I, it. I watched it with my friend. It was like a drinking game, and it was very entertaining. Oh, that'd be fun. I, yeah. If it does it was, get nominated, and I happen to it lose. It was anticlimactic. <laughs> Dude, they're tr- their billboard, I don't know yep. if it's everywhere, they're just like... Uh, don't miss the climax. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't miss the Please. climax. I'm like, really? Yeah. Winner of puns on that billboard. I'm only going to watch, if I do lose, I will only watch that one. I will just jump into yeah. the third one without any other knowledge. Oh, and then semi backing up to Fast and the Furious. No, they're all good in their own way. Um, they're all a little bit different because someone's like uh, Harry in the chat says they're not good after five. I'm like, no, they're they're good. They're just all totally they're different vibes. Yeah, then I mean, that's the thing is if you really like a vibe of one, when the director changed it up, the style kind of changed up, and that's why some people didn't like the Tokyo Drift, the second one, is it's also different characters. But within like containment of everything, you need all of them because they're all different parts. No, but, uh, yes, I mean they're all they all play a piece. Yeah, uh, uh, five is probably. That's yeah, probably the bad thing. If you talk, if you polled everybody, I think they would probably rank five as the best one, and then from there. So, uh, but they're all but they're all entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I'm curious. It's a certain kind of film. But I, uh, I'm definitely jazzed to see just the Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson. That'd be fun. I'm down. See what they do, and because you know it was just because it was nice having Jason Statham, especially because it was on cable, so I was watching it again. Mm-hmm. But he just, he's great in fight sequences. Yes. And so it's just great. I mean, out of everybody that's been cast in there, he's the one that, well, Dwayne oh. Johnson can hold it, but they didn't I really like give him extended ones. Thank you, Star Drew. Tokyo Drift is three. Thank yes. you very much. Two was kind of weak. That was the that's one. too that, fast, too furious. There we go. That one was a hair okay, weaker. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. I haven't seen. I was mixing them up. I was thinking Tokyo yeah. Drift was two, and that was the one that people were hating on a bit more. But two is kind of one of the weaker ones. It just, it, it doesn't, it's a little more like, eh? Because the first one's like so good, then two's kind of like, okay, and then three brings it back up. Well, I, and, and I feel like three gets better once you see more of the series and they fold it back in. Yes, and they, they're they like, oh, here's up. the stuff with Han and everything. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to look up something and then i got to. We'll continue, but there's something cool. Oh, well, well, the way that they, that that basically, yeah, the third film is in the future. But you don't realize that until later on. It's kind of nice how they make sense of that. Although I I do feel bad for uh, Lucas Black, though, because he's, (laughs) when they they get to seven and they cut back to the third film. Oh, yeah, and then he was like. You're like, what? There's definitely the noticeable passage of time for Lucas Black. Yeah. So. It wasn't as bad, though, when you made it out to be really bad. Yeah, I was it like, is, eh. He becomes like an old man when they cut back to him. It's, it's not like, that oh. bad. All right. I, I, I wish I had hoped that he'd become more involved in the franchise going forward. Just because yeah. like that, that, that's a series that is like great about holding on to people and taking them forward. But they did not tell us. Speeding their way. I'm trying to find. Ah, nicely Yay. done. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to, uh, to uh, our box office bet, we've got to do a quick little rundown about what we think next week's top five is going to look like. Mm. Again, the only thing that we're adding to the uh, to the mix is Winchester, again, on 2,300 screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we've got our top five as it exists right now. Maze Runner, Jumanji, Hostels, The Greatest Showman, and The Post. Does anybody just, uh, anybody seeing uh, Winchester taking top spot? N- no. Horror movie? But only 20. Do well. 
20, Horror movies do well. 2300. It's not bad. But wait, what's number one right now? 3700. Uh, Maze Runner? Maze Runner 23.5. Well, yeah, the question is do we think it could do better? I than don't that? think so. Well, but you figure Maze Runner is probably going to lose. Uh, say it drops down. No, it's not going to do half, but uh, it's probably going to be around like the, I say like the 16 to 17, probably million ballpark. So do you think Winchester can beat, say, well, 17 million? I'm pretty confident. Winchester I think it could, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, sorry, rewind. The thing I was looking up, the character um, uh, Han, uh, played by Sung Kang, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, um, he's in a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow, which is super good if you guys get a chance to see that. But the cool thing is, technically, Han, that's like Han pre-Tokyo Drift. Like, it's him in high school, and he's the same kind of character, and it's the same director, so it's kind of like, oh, Han backstory, yes! Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of random of like watching that movie. I'm like, dude, he's like the same guy. And he's at the end of the movie, he's in a car going, oh, oh. So and then go Vin check Diesel out Better Luck end? Tomorrow. Hmm? Vin Diesel shows up at the end of Better no. Luck Tomorrow? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> For the director's cut, he just shows up walking around the right. background. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so everybody kind of think Winchester might be the top one? Or anybody disagreeing with that? I think it will, because Maze Runner's going to drop a little bit, and I think horror movie's going to shoot up. So would we agree that everything's going to stay the same, and then everything just shifts down one, and we say goodbye to Amy's beloved The Post? Yeah. We got Courtney saying Maze Runner, Jumanji, Hostiles, Greatest Showman, and Winchester. Winchester by number five. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with Star Drew. I think Winchester, too. Number two. Will be number two? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, just to be different from you guys. That's fine. All right. I'll go with Winchester at the top and everything shift down. As will I. And then you'll be, it's number two. So then mm-hmm. what? My so favorite. Maze Runner and then two and then everything shift down? Yes. Okay. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time right now for the box office bet. Of course. It's just Winchester. Uh, the box office bet. We will bet on what we think the opening box office gross will be. The person that gets closest gets to be the prognosticator. Prognosticators enjoy the greatness like I have done uh, and will continue to do throughout this week. Uh, the loser, of course, will have to go see the film, or in the event of a tie, both people will have to go see that film and tell us about it. Uh, so, uh, we've got the three of us, plus, Anthony, are you ready to get in the mix again? Yeah, I'm terrified. All right, that's, Aww, that's it, the way man. to come into the box office bet. Oh, healthy um, dose of fear is always good. You know what? An interesting thing. I just was talking about this today. Harry is bringing up, um, and sorry, guys, there's light on the screen that's hard to see. Um, there's a new Bollywood movie out called... Podmevat and um, Podmevat. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, it's a big opening weekend that it had 1,300 screens and made four million. I'm sorry, somebody's putting that on there. Um, I was actually almost going to go see that today because I um, with some friends and the timing didn't work because it's 193 minutes, so it's a 3.21 hour movie. That I was like, I will not make it in time. So anybody who like complains about American movies. Oh my gosh, it's two hours. Go watch a Bollywood movie. They can be three hours plus. But that's okay, because that's what you know what you're signing up for. So uh, if I watch that by next week, I will definitely let you all know, because that was put on my radar. Oh, interesting. Anyway. All right. I like Bollywood movies, too. Uh, everybody locked in? Okay, oh yeah, we're saying it's number one. So, Okay. This doesn't seem so bad, like having to go see Actually, Winchester. You know it looks pretty cool. Oh, I want to see it. I miss going to the movies. I feel like I haven't been in 10 years. Hey, the movies have missed you, too. Mm-hmm. They sent out a couple tweets saying, where's really? Amy? Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was from I, uh, movies. No. Uh, tweeting out. Amy ah, Cassandra. No. 
Courtney is, says Winchester you? at 13. Ooh. Okay, I'll stay with mine. Whatever. Well, I don't know. All right. It's okay. uh, so, Anthony. Ooh, you ready? Skies is 11.5. Uh, you ready, buddy? Oh, I, like, I went really high then. <laughs> I was oh. hoping someone else would come back. Nope, Anthony, You can do it. We got to have you. you I, actually, I actually want to watch this film. I know, right? I'm like, we're going to talk so about I'm, it probably for yeah, our so movies. So we should watch it. Really well. <laughs> um, you know what? Oh, dude, I'll do 17 million. 17. Oh. All right. Anthony, I love Zaya it. Says Coming 10. out strong. Fantastic. Amy Cassandra. Uh, <laughs> covering her face because she's so ecstatic. I'm sorry. While she's thinking about it, okay. So Jody in the chat brought up um, it's Pride and Prejudice, but it's it's a there is a Bollywood one. It's okay. It, you're starting off small, which is good. It's one of those like baby steps when you watch a lot of Bollywood movies. You're just like, eh, it's okay. Right. But when you're starting, that's a good one to start with. It's like, bri- it's Bride and Prejudice. It's not Pride and Prejudice. Nice. But anyway, I think. Amy Cassandra. You know, it's okay. It's whatever. I What'd said, you say? What'd oh, you say? Ah, my phone locked. I said nine. Oh, Nine? Wow. Okay, coming in low. All I right. Carrie Lane. Uh, somebody made a good point. That's Super Bowl weekend, right? I was like, That oh. is true. Oh, yeah. and, and then Zayas was mentioning Black Panther. Hollywood <gasps> Boulevard right now is being set up for Black Panther, and they got their purple carpet, and I was there today, and I was like, oh, I took a picture. <gasps> so if so you follow excited. me on Instagram, you'd see it. I said 23. What? Nice. All right, I like go that. Big. Go big. I like that. You know? <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, I went 15.5. Ah! So there you go. All right. People in the chat, I love you guys. Anthony, what did you say again? 17. 17. 17. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so Anthony, look at I'm that. You super can, high. You can relax. You're in the middle. You're safe, That's the safe zone. <laughs> it is not like, between Amy it's okay. and Carrie. Wait, where's Amy at? She's I said nine. nine. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I put it as my number two. That's I, true. I'm going to see? see it. Most likely, unless, like, yeah. I don't know. But I will try. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Star Drew in the chat and Ken Jack, thank you for saying great bet. Look at that. Or good or bet low. You know, thank you. I All appreciate right. it. Ladies and Woo. gentlemen, we've done it. We did another episode. Didn't think it could be done. We did it. Woo! Yes. Glad. So, Glad ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, that's going to wrap up this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But you know what? You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, Throw a thumbs up. Throw another Yay, thumbs up. Yes. Look at that. We did it. One at a time. I can't. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat while we broke down everything hmm. this episode. But if you're watching after we've live streamed, feel free to comment down below. Carrie Lane has been working all episode long on a question that she's ready to ask you to leave in the comments. Carrie, what is it? Well, what film is your favorite Oscar contender right now? Beautiful. Time well spent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Amy, where can they find you? On all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And I just reorganized all of my DVDs into certain categories. So I'm going to show you guys on Insta Stories. You have your DVDs by category? Yeah, not alphabetical. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drama, Ooh, Rebel, comedy. Oh, man. <laughs> no, mine are yeah. al- alphabetized. No way. Uh, thanks, Star Drew, having face that I'll lose a bet. It's okay. Uh, yes, you all can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And make sure to check out the Popcorn Talks Facebook page to go see all my interviews from Sundance and Slamdance. I'll probably be pulling those over to Twitter as well, but if you just go to the Popcorn Talk Facebook page, it's really easy if just scroll down. Look at that. Anthony, where can they find you, sir? 
Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm not used to this. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Dead, T O N Y B E D. Again, my name is Anthony Becerra. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, I organize all my DVDs by just the color of the box box art. Oh, do that with my t shirts. No. <laughs> my t shirts are no, my color. That would be, that'd be oh, terrible. Uh, folks, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Thanks, everybody, for joining thank us for you. this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Bye. We'll be back next Sunday night. Woo. Go see some movies. Any popcorn? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.